Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Streaming. his time in Australia. I'm a huge fan. Like it, shirt. If you like it, if you don't, then don't. Right. The producer, I hope, is on his game today. Mike, thank you so much for the time, man. How's your head? What'd you do, man? It's good. (laughs) I just seem to be banging my head a lot lately, you know? (laughs) Not figuratively, you mean literally. Yeah, when I was a kid, my dad used to always bang his head, and and he had so much so that he had missing chunks of hair, and there were <laughs> scars, you know, across his head. And I don't know now that I'm getting a bit older, it's me. I'm just banging my head all the time. So well, I think we just all become our father in the end. So, are you in the country out there then? You're in Australia. For those who don't know, it's 11 p.m. your time. So thank you for staying up late and. Uh... I wish I had, it's too early for me to have a drink, bro. I'd love to have a drink with you, though. What kind of beer are you drinking? Um, Cooper's. Okay, never heard of that one. <laughs> you guys don't have a uh, steam whistle on the other side of the no. world, I guess. No. <laughs> and no. it's built in Toronto. Really? So you yeah. got, you, are you in the country? You said you banged your head on the chicken coop. I, I'm sorry, but oh. you, I got that message when I woke up this morning, and I'm killing myself laughing. You banged your head on the chicken coop. I'm going to go lay down. I don't feel well. <laughs> I do it all the time, yeah. I had to lay down for a while because it's all rusty, and, you know, there's probably bacteria. There's chicken shit everywhere and mice, so it sort of gets in, you know. <laughs> but, uh I'm not really in the country. I'm in suburbia, but on the fringe of suburbia, you know, the cheaper end with all the drug addicts and stuff. But so I'm not really meant to have more than about 10 chickens and they can't come within 10 meters of a dwelling, but I've got about a hundred chickens. You're not meant to have any roosters. I've got about maybe five roosters. So, you know, I've got this fella because I put a collar on him. Can you see it? Yeah. Meant to make them not crow. Oh, really? So I sewed, it, I sewed it myself, but it was a bit tight, and he was 
just before I, you know, talked to you, he was sort of gasping for air, so I felt sorry for him. <laughs> hanging on to it. <laughs> yeah, so he's just going to hang out with me for a while. No, oh, that's awesome. I appreciate it, man. Uh, so, Strange Juice. Man, tell me a, a little bit about, well, first the name. I mean, uh, and I appreciate the fact that you say you've never done interviews before, so thank you for that. But uh, where's the whole concept come from, and uh, especially the, the name, and maybe your underlying commitment to music? Are you just creating for yourself? That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, You're definitely yeah. not going poppy. I'm not going to have many good answers to these because I've never thought about the, the, I've never been asked these questions. I've never even thought about it, man. Um, mm. The name, I think me and my dad were making some home brew and he came up with that name for me and I just kept it. This was probably in the year 2000. And I think I've stuck with the name just because it's always been there and I didn't think about it after that, you know? And I think for the first, since about 1997, I was just recording for myself. And I think around the year 2013, <clears throat> might have been on the indie rock playlist, I think. Uh, Calling Lucy, probably just everybody just seemed to listen to that. And then now I feel like I'm sort of trying to make music, not just for myself anymore, but I feel like I have to just keep making it if I don't probably there's probably only less than 100 people that listen to it anyway they're all going to forget so i just got to keep making an album every year or two and two a year or something that's how it just keeps going so what's your background in music you come from a musical family has it always kind of been in your your genes or did you have influence from, from your parents to kind of push you into it or no no my, my dad made bird cages for a living and uh, and um I think mum worked at a school and um, I started listening to Ween and Beck and they had the four tracks and they were making their own music uh, in the bedrooms and that really sort of gripped me. I thought this was fantastic. I was probably 15 and I tried to do it myself and then I just kept on doing it and doing it and spent a lot of time by myself and um, that'd be how it started I would say with probably Beck, Mellow Gold and Ween and all those kind of grimy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of gone back to back a little bit. I was a fan, and then, I don't know, you lose touch, and then something grabs you. are like, oh, yeah, I missed that guy, man. Uh, Calling yeah. Lucy was the hook for me. Again, I'm not sure how I tripped across it, whether it was YouTube or my, you know, I used to be downloading thousands of torrents at a time, and then I'd, I'd usually just look for, I'm kind of like an alternative rock uh, guy, the station here in Toronto used to be CFNY. It was alternative rock. It was kind of back in the day. It was I don't know Depeche Mode, The Cure, Images in Vogue. That kind of alternative rock, if that's what you call it now. I'm not sure. Uh, lots of synth, and then so I download thousands of these torrents and then just search through. And I told you earlier that's how I found Bonaparte, uh, the the song that grabbed me, and I used it on my terrestrial radio show for years called uh, Quarantine. Oddly enough, and then. Uh, your, and that's another song I use to introduce to people that have never heard. I, I, I got to be sure when I play the song that they've never heard it before. Calling Lucy's one of those. And, and man, it's, I almost hate to play the video for people because I want them to get the music. The, you know, unless the video just shows the instruments and the playing of the song, it kind of wrecks it for me. But Calling Lucy is so dark and spooky. And I'm not a very religious man. I am a believer, but. 
when I'm watching Calling Lucy, I feel like I'm in, uh, I'm on the dark side. <laughs> like I'm, I feel spooked out, bro. <laughs> so good, good job of creating a mood anyways. It's, I think that you're very good at that. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to spoil it for you then. Cause there wasn't much to that one. No. <laughs> yeah. I, nobody listened to me then and I was just messing around and, and I, I was listening. I feel like I shouldn't tell you. It's going to kill it. <laughs> There was this this song that came on the radio. You know that song. I think it's called. It's by Genuine. It's called Pony. Okay. You know that song. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. My pony. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I thought. I thought I'm going to see if I can try to copy this beat exactly how it is. So I played along with my drum machine exactly how that thing went, and then I just scrambled some lyrics. My dog Lucy was there. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, it's, it wasn't anything to it, you know? And it never struck me as particularly dark. I just had to try and when I write songs, I've got to fill up the bars with words. So I'm just writing what's coming out. I'm not trying anything really. And and then I don't know if people are going to think it's ridiculous or anyone's going to like it. Uh, I just find out months later, I suppose. You're the type of uh, poet that stops me from writing because... You know, I look at some of these lyrics, I'm like, dude, I can't come close to this. So as a result, I just don't do it. Tell me about how the words come to you. Are you just a guy that just, it just flows and you don't think, and it just comes from a, you know, the universe or another source, or some might say God, or like for me, I'm working at it. I'm changing words. I'm trying to rhyme them. And, the, and then I'm out of my head as far as the idea. I'm trying to, perf you know, do everything perfect. Maybe I don't spend enough time doing it, and if I did, then maybe it would just flow and the words would just come, and I'd, you know, do you put the words down and go, okay, that's it, that's my song, and it's just the way you want it? You sort of answered your own question, man. Um, you said something about, do you not just, you just don't think, and it comes out, that, I'd say the answer to that and most everything else is just don't think at all. Don't try very hard. Don't sort of mince on your words, you know what I mean? I probably the only rule I sort of make is I try to avoid any sort of cliche. If you write something down and you get that prickly feeling, it's bad, you know? <laughs> so just, yeah, but it does sort of, I wouldn't say it comes from somewhere else, but you do sort of drift away into somewhere a little bit else because I would notice that if I was writing a song and just say your partner in the other room would be like, um, Babe, can you? And then suddenly you, you couldn't get back into writing that song for another hour. Mm. You know, so it must be a little bit of some place that you would get. Probably the same place, Jim, you get when you're driving your car to work or wherever you go and you start to think some good ideas. You know, when you're not really thinking, but you're thinking, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? No, no, I love it. And you're just so candid. And what do you find your inspiration is mostly? I think in most music, all I hear is falling in love and falling out of love heartbreak and and uh what do you call it um when you're obsessed with someone uh, infatuation um mm. man your description uh, i can only imagine I'm, I'm guessing that it's the love in your life but some of these metaphors and comparisons are just like i'm like wow sun-kissed lips and then i'll just oh, man it's you magic can't sort of you can't sort of describe something to a person, but what you can do is almost give them a bunch of different flashcards. So somehow they end up kind of in the same place as you are 
without you telling them exactly where to go. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think I'm trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a you're not writing out an instruction list, but it's more of a mosaic of pictures to kind of take them away to that similar place that you're trying to inspire the same feeling you're feeling or something like that. Does that make some sense yeah. at all? Yeah, no, definitely. What is that instrument in the background? That's, it sounds like a vibrato, like me, maybe a mouth instrument. I don't know, but it's just, it's scary. It's like eerie. Yeah, right right now or in the song. It's, it's one, it's in Lucy and I think it might be in, uh, because I was going to say, I think that's this rooster. I think of he's trying to breathe, man. You know, like uh, in in calling Lucy, I think it's a theremin, probably. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Is yeah, I think I've only ever used it twice. Yeah, it's in a, yeah. it's in another song that I picked up on, but uh, it's a Doc Dooley sort of sounding. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. Of just float high w- without any steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love your intro, your bio. Described as the Picasso of Australian independent music industry. How'd you come across that moniker? Uh, I, I plagiarized that in 2012 from something else. Okay. Yeah, most of my answers are disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, humility is something you suffer from there, brother. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how the, you know, this COVID thing's been affecting you and your family these days. Oh, it's it's been fine, really. It was a strange time. Um, when it all began, we didn't know here in West Australia if it was going to be life-changing, everyone's dying, it, it, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. overall, nothing's really happened. Everyone's still going to work. There's no one sick. In fact, in a lot of ways, it was better because no one got the flu or a cold this year because everyone's washing their hands for the first time since 1975, you know what I mean? Yeah. And... Um, just I keep remembering it at the very beginning, it must have been around beginning when we started worrying about it, around March and April. The streets were all empty. I run a business, my phone stopped ringing completely. No one knew what was going to happen. And everyone just seemed kind of angry. Mm-hmm. Like people looked serious and and you'd be at home and you'd hear your neighbors fighting and then you'd hear your neighbors down the road fighting and then the cops across the street at the other neighbor's house and there was this bubbling sort of bad energy underneath everything. Mm. What do you How do? About yourself? Uh, well, I've been social distancing for years, I think only out of um, lack of mental capacity maybe, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, the isolation's not good. Um, not just for me. I mean, I went out the other day for Remembrance Day here in Canada. It's November 11th. It's kind of like a Veterans Day. And I went to the Cenotaph, which I always do. And thank God a girlfriend of mine said, hey, you going to the Cenotaph? I'm like, well, I was planning on it, but I didn't expect to see anyone there because they canceled everything. Little did I know they had the big guns and they shot them off. And, you know, it was... uh, a solemn event like it is every year and I really appreciate that and you know usually I'm standing in freezing cold and thinking my feet are killing me standing here and then I just remember these guys that went to war man they were they were hurting a lot more than I so you push through it but and then we, we went out and had um, a salad after and I came home just cranked full of energy and I realized that it was because I was out strangely enough like i was out having a purpose connecting with people other human beings you know much of my time is spent down here 
you know, on the camera talking about politics or interviewing artists that I'm interested in. And I think that the enemy or the devil or, you know, bad energy works on you when you're alone. And so I think many of us have been isolated to a point of uh, mental depression, dependency, whatever it is. So to me, I thought I was getting by because I'm like, who cares? My life hasn't changed at all. But I think I've seen a shift in the people around me. I'm a little bit frustrated by how easily people get in line and just get on board with masks or lockdowns or in my town right now, we've got the regional government that's uh, mandated that there are no, you can't go out and have dinner in a restaurant unless you're with the people in your own home. So whether or not they're related to you or not. And so I find myself uh, suffering from anger because I'm like, you know, where are liberties gone? They're gone out the window. You know, I spoke to a guy in Australia, I'm not sure where, he was talking about like five kilometer radius from their homes as far as restrictions go. I'm just, wow. So I find myself just trying to deal with the anger because I think this thing's been completely overblown. Like you say, I know no one that's contracted COVID. I know many more people that have killed themselves because of loneliness and depression or suicide or bad street drugs because of hopelessness. And so um, I'm hoping we come out of this and just get back to normal. And, and I don't want to say the new normal because, man, it's to me, it's just a more contagious flu that's a little bit more deadly than the influenza virus. So that's, I, well, I find myself just trying to manage the anger. Yeah, all right. But I, I also hope that we come out of it. I don't know if there's going to be new or old, but it, I think things change all the time anyway, mate. Mm-hmm. It's so, always change. So what do you do to supplement your income then? What's your business? You're self-employed? You get your own business? Yeah, I, I have a business, yeah. Okay. And what I'm a driver trainer, driver's ed. Oh, yeah, cool. Driving instructor, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. musically, are you still in the studio or is there, I guess there's no performances. Well, I never really perform much anyway. I haven't, I think I've performed since 2012. Oh, wow very much the the song when i make a song the only time i ever play it is when i record it and then i never play it again so if i was if i had to play one of those songs i'd have to learn it for a week you know because i don't know how it goes you know yeah i wouldn't remember the words either you know bro you're killing me with the uh one thor's video was amazing i watched all, almost half of it it's it's pretty long but the, just the tub and it's all just absolutely beautiful. I, I probably i probably wasn't aware that that video was even on public honestly so, oh really okay yeah I mean, it's fine but, it seems <laughs> seems pretty private I, I store, but it's just full I store of a lot of videos. i store a lot of videos so i could find them in 10 years time or something and remember them because mm. i don't want to stick them on a hard drive and uh, you know i lose it so mm. wow Putting it on YouTube is just as dangerous as to cancel you for just about any reason. Now, I'm on my fourth YouTube channel for, you know, doing stuff like this. But uh, um, the uh, <laughs> the the screen door, the magnetic screen door, dude. <laughs> Did you know that one was up there? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to test this. Like I, I saw it on the TV and I had to buy it, so I'm going to test it. And then... It basically just fails. Uh, I, that was I've watched that ten or fifteen times. Over. I, I, can't, I can't take that down because that's got more views than most of my songs. Man, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What she you just make those. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. What do you consider your underlying commitment to music to be? Like, obviously, it's very personal, and you're doing it for yourself up until a certain point. Do you have a strategy, though? Do you have an end game as far as what you want out of it? Game. I don't know. I just feel like I can't stop doing it. If something, if I stop doing it, I feel like not like I'd die, but I feel like I would die in a way. I don't know. I feel mm. like that's the end, and it's finished in a bad way. It's hard to explain, man. Mm. It's like like you gave up trying but something you just gave up at some point and i don't know what i would be what my life would be like anymore if i'm not thinking about the next thing i'm making you know mm. i'm always got something else next you know as soon as soon as one album is sent to spotify i'm already making the next one and not thinking about that one anymore you know you've got a wide range of diversity i uh heard a song the other day Day for the first time i can't remember what it is but it actually sounds like an irish drinking song of sorts i'm like whoa this dude's got i can't even put you in a genre because every album that comes out is so drastically different from anything you've done before i hated recording that one because for some reason i um i, I wanted a crowd singing okay. so i had to sing the song through about 70 times in different voices wow. in different parts of the room you know, yeah. And I drank Guinness throughout that whole record. <laughs> whole record. Yeah. Is uh, beer your drug of choice? Is that what you're uh, using? Yeah, I like beer and stuff. You know, I'm trying to quit. So this is an extra light beer because I, I drank just so much for a long time. You know, mm. the last couple of years, too much. I'd be having, you know, like a, like a, a Guinness can pretty big Guinness can and probably have 12 at night and then go to work in the next morning. And, you know, it was really bad habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just showing your uh, pages here now. Um, man, you got a lot of tracks up here on SoundCloud. That's uh, great. I haven't used that in a while. I just started using it a little bit. Yeah. And then um, this is the last one that got me. Um, oh, yeah. I want to ask you about Fat Girl. Was a movie you did the soundtrack for, or you did the musical score for? Oh, I don't remember what that was. I did some scores for some movies. Okay, yeah, Fat Girl. Fat Girl. Composition. I don't know what that was about. Maybe I was just trying to. I think I was trying to start a business for musical scores, so I had to find some copyright-free video to okay. advertise. I don't know. It says a fifty-track double CD now available. CD Strange Juice. Uh, music composed for the Fat Girl. By Strange Juice Studios, yeah, uh, great. But then, uh, how do you say this? It's the moth, carap, car, carp, carpacina, carpacina distincta. Yeah, like a, um, it's a species of moths. Man, this has got a serious hook to it, man. I'm not sharing it with you, but it's playing in the background and it's showing up on the screen. Because I'm not on YouTube, I should be able to get away with it. But what a groove, man. She could not control her guilty smile, alone that night. I really feel the Tom Waits reference there with the single light bulb. I saw that in one of your bios as kind of your influences or tags. I, I saw it back in Tom Waits. 
Um, that single light bulb is is haunting, man. Especially with the clear in indica incandescent. <laughs> oh, hang on one sec. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I had the music up. That light bulb. I was cleaning out the shed. I was moving house. That video was just me moving house. You know? Dude, yeah, you're right. You give all the secrets away. It's, it completely destroys the mystery and the mystique of it all. I won't tell you how I got the title then. Huh? No, I, I'm just kidding. I mean, uh, that's uh, for me, it's. Uh, the inspiration rings true and through so honestly as far as, well, it's just, it, it just seems like a genuine, I don't know. I think when, when you're trying too hard to put music out, you can feel it. You can, you can, you can taste yeah. it and you can hear it, you know? Sort of unctuous sort of feeling, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And then uh, your cover of Forever Young I tripped over just the other day. I thought that was pretty oh, okay. classic. One of my favorite old tunes by, what is it, Alpha Phil? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the day I found out that I was going to be a dad. Really? Yeah, that's how I remember that. Wow. Cool. What are you working on now? What's the the latest? I don't really know what I'm doing, but I I, I bought a whole bunch of guitar amps. So okay. I've never used guitar amps before. I've always used simulators, and I just want to just make a lot of music with a lot of guitar. Okay. So, you know, I'm about three songs into something. I've got about another 20 songs half finished that I don't even know if I'll ever finish, you know. But the next album is probably going to be more guitar-orientated, I would say. I saw a, ja a jam, I think, with your brother. Who's kind of – have you are you a one-man show or do you bring any help in? Do you ever have uh, guest appearances by people? Just me. Just me. But my brother used to make uh, – Dylan used to make songs. And, and when we used to put out Rogue Apostrophes – I'd have a song, he'd have a song, I'd have a song, and he'd have a song, and that's what the rogue apostrophes was for mm. me and him. And uh, I, I confessed to you the other day that I actually forgot about rogue apostrophes. I've been into you for so long, but only on a surface level as far as, you know, Colin Lucy and a couple tunes that spoke to me. And then... Uh, <laughs> I think I forgot about it too, man. So. <laughs> That's what you said. And I'm like, dude, I totally forgot about this project. And you're like, uh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brother, I really appreciate you coming in today, man. I've been a fan for a long time. And I, I was joking, but I wasn't joking when I said, you know, uh, I don't have too much content uh, uh, prepared here. But, uh, and, you know, that might come off as just me fanboying all day, but that'll go I'll get old quickly. But uh, um, are you uh, political at all? You pay any attention to that at all? Not really, mate. I'm just in my own little bubble. I don't really care wow, very you're, much. You're fortunate, but, man. But I, I, I wish I could go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just so frustrating right now. It seems like it's uh, we got some strange times, and um, I just it's find all, my. It's all strange everything's strange man to me we're all just primates and in the middle of space and i'm talking to you another primate and it's some during the day i'm teaching other primates how to move around in a machine and it's mm -hmm. politics to me sounds smaller than that somehow hmm. strange are you a man of faith at all no not not at all eh? <laughs> No need to expand on that at all. 
I appreciate your honesty. You're like, dude, I don't, what, what, what do you want to talk to me for? <laughs> I've never even done this. Nobody really cares what I think or what, what's going on in my well, life. Yeah, that's what it feels like, but, you know, it's been nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, brother, I appreciate you staying up late. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Uh, hope to pick you up another time one day, um, maybe when you get some new music out and stuff like that. And uh, right. if you've ever done anything, uh, if you ever jammed some of this stuff out, man, I'd love to pick you up some of your live performance stuff, especially if you're not ever doing that. That'd be great. I might make one for you. Awesome, brother. I really appreciate yeah. your time. Much love from the other side of the globe. Uh, I Thanks, know mate. it's I know it's late your time, so I want to get you out of here. And uh, it's uh, ten twenty EST. So God bless you, my friend. I hope you. Uh, I hope everyone's uh, healthy and well over there. We'll talk soon. Thank you, brother. All right. Peace Thanks, out. Mate. No problem. Stop streaming. Okay, brother. We're done. We're off uh, air now. I'm still recording on the Zoom Man, thing. But uh, what's the what's the uh, rooster's name? Uh, haven't named him yet. What do you reckon? <laughs> I'll call him Jim. Choker. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he crows, the ranger comes and I get in trouble. You know? Oh, yeah. I guess if you got got yeah. 100 birds out there, you got to keep the roosters from... He breeds, he breeds hens that lay green and blue eggs, you know? <laughs> so I want to keep them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my brother. Have a great uh, okay. rest of your evening and uh, happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. You Peace too, out, mate. Bro. Thank you. You're welcome. See you. Bye.